The more I learn about myself, the more I see the love, the chaos, the fucking controversy, the more I drink up every last drop. This is an amazing quote, more like a poem by my friend Carla Russo. You can find her at Happy Little Carla for more of the realness on Instagram. I'm Jessica DePazzi, and for the next at least 56 shows, I'm going to take you through this series that covers the spectrum of negative patterns in the human experience. Hey everyone, I hope you had a great week, great month. Oh my gosh, I let so much time go by between these things. I am going to be committing myself to doing these more on a weekly basis, but we had some things that we were processing and dealing with in the last month that I don't expect will happen again, so that's where we're at now. Today we're going to be talking about the shadow of chaos. And like I'd mentioned in the previous submission, I do quite enjoy people who honor this shadow gift pattern. To summarize the entire shadow and gift for you right up front, the shadow of chaos often shows up when the status quo or your expectation of how things should go is shaken up. It's chaotic, it's disorderly, it feels unstable and unknowable. And the gift that it transforms into is innovation. So when you take in that new environment or situation, you adapt, you work with it and others around you, and you create something new. It's an opportunistic gift. As with most of these shadows, the problem with chaos is stopping the process prematurely and trying to either force the outcome, keep it the way it is, or run away from it altogether. That can lead to, in this case, anal retention and or being literally chaotic and disordered in your everyday life. Now, the root cause or purpose of this shadow is so deep and geeky. I tried to put this submission together last week and... Well, basically seven days later, I'm now just finding myself, crawling myself out of this rabbit hole. The root of the shadow comes from a series of very organic processes from our journey as single-celled organisms to the complex humans that we are today. And to put it way too simply, as single-celled organisms met different environments, they had to mutate or die. So those different environments are what we consider today to be chaotic. From a multi-celled human's point of view, we're experiencing it right now as we collectively got to enjoy this bit of global chaos, a complete shakeup of life as we know it. And we have observed how people have more or less mutated to thrive or survive in this disorder. As you've also probably witnessed, not all mutations are effective. From a cellular perspective, you can think of cancer as being a good example of a mutation that's not good. And from our perspective, you have people trying to cope with the unknown by staying completely sterile. So from the cellular perspective, cancer doesn't think it's doing anything wrong by popping up in your body and multiplying. Your body is just responding to the chaos, the disorder of, let's say, consuming a freakish amount of narrow spectrum blue light. And its mitochondrial dysfunction is just a survival response to try out something new, just to see if it'll work. So in keeping with that analogy, living a sterile life, that has been a response to the chaos. Washing your hands multiple times a day with antibacterial soap and wearing face masks and doing everything you can to avoid contact with any form of bacteria might seem like a no-brainer right now. But what are the repercussions? We're looking at weakened immune systems, a deficient microbiome. You know, the gut microbiota is that primary system that regulates your anxiety, your moods, cognition, pain, obviously digestion. 
And so it's super important to keep your bacteria happy and healthy and also diverse. So that's all hindsight and easy for me to say being on this side of history, but there are lessons here. Before the invention of antibiotics, many times our dealings with dangerous bacteria ended in death. And so in this attempt to avoid death, we started to avoid bacteria. Fast forwarding a bit, the hand sanitizer generation was born and people started applying it liberally and using antibacterial soap without fear of having any health consequences. Now it's becoming better known that sanitizers and not exposing your body to diverse bacteria is resulting in huge health concerns like hormone disruption, resistance to antibiotics, uh, like I had mentioned, weaker immune systems, and just generally adding chemical toxins to your juices. And sure, washing your hands right now is what's recommended to avoid getting or spreading COVID-19. Yes, and at what cost? That's just a question that we have to ask ourselves when it comes to the gift state of chaos, which is innovation. So is the innovation of hand sanitizer a result of somebody reacting their shadow? Not exactly. It's actually transforming what they believe to be chaos of bacteria-related deaths into innovation. But it's our responsibility to respond accordingly to the outcomes of our inventions and not just create more of a shit Sunday by trying to cover it all up. You know, the gift states aren't necessarily all airy-fairy states of being. They hold a lot of power, which means we have this responsibility to utilize them with integrity. Now, back to the single-celled organism. Okay, this is where I got in way over my head. Quantum biology, turns out, is pretty difficult for me to paraphrase. Go figure. So I'm just going to read directly from the gene keys. Einstein's quantum world still is not filtered through to mainstream biology, except for a few brave pioneers who are willing to put their reputations on the line. Darwin's dogma of genetic determinism prevails and still remains at the root of all modern medical practice. However, a new quantum biology is indeed in the process of forming at the frontiers of modern science, and it holds many fascinating possibilities. At the core of the new biology lies a completely new understanding of the single cell. According to the mainstream view, the brain of the cell resides within its nucleus, where the genetic instructions for life, or DNA, also reside. The thinking goes that if the brain is in the nucleus, and the nucleus contains the instructions, then the instructions control the cell and therefore us. However, quantum biology has discovered something very remarkable that directly challenges this. The brain of the cell does not reside within the nucleus after all, but in the cellular membrane, which provides an interface with the environment. In a nutshell, this means that life is designed to be cooperative rather than competitive. This new biological view makes enormous sense when considered alongside quantum physics, which holds that all life is interrelated and holistic rather than separatist. In the old view, we humans are the victims of our shelf our selfish genes. I always read shellfish when I read selfish. <laughs> and in the new view, there are no victims, only a huge interconnected interdependent cosmos. So chaos is about beginnings. Modern scientific chaos theory is founded upon tiny variations in initial conditions within a system. In terms of the evolution of life, however, the single cell's prime directive is to survive at all costs, which is what forms the consciousness of this shadow. The greatest challenge in evolution is always at the beginning because every cell has to learn to fend for itself. So only those that become strong will survive. Likewise, human beings are locked into single-celled consciousness at a frequency of chaos, the shadow of chaos. This is the same consciousness that dominates across our planet, and it's a byproduct of what we call chaos. However, chaos is only really a perspective 
and it conceals this hidden pattern that inevitably leads to order. According to the law of fractals, the same law that governs single cells and also governs individual human beings, and we had talked about this in a previous submission, it's this universal law that states patterns are inherently similar on a micro and macro scale. According to this law of fractals, early in our evolution, we're programmed to survive. And so our survival instincts are rooted in the primal aspects of our brain, which has become dominant as we learn to evolve throughout the years. Most of our modern beliefs and ideologies are based on these ancient aspects of our awareness that are rooted in this fear and survival mindset. And we remain walled off within our own individual cells. And so if you can buy into the idea that chaos is just a perspective, and you start to open yourself up to that primordial space in front of you, that bit of unknown. When you do that, you start to realize that there was never any real chaos. It's just the potential beginning for something amazing. You can see the shadow of chaos in your life in a few ways. On the blame or reactive side of the spectrum, you're chaotic. You manifest your own fear of disorder by almost like matching that fear energy outward in the form of aggression or anarchy, breaking the law, breaking social norms, um, breaking reasonable social norms, at least. This is the kind of person who has a tendency to bring unnecessary drama that feels a little bit confusing into the conversation. Like it didn't seem like it belonged there. It's just creating disorder. It doesn't mean necessarily you're out riding in the streets. It can be conversational disorder, relational disorder. There's very little predictability in these types of people's lives, and you may feel like you're walking on eggshells around them. It's an interesting but common response to the perception of chaos because it shows how people can literally become the thing that they fear the most as a form of coping. On the shame or repressive side of the spectrum, the shadow of chaos shows up as being anal retentive or trying to maintain control over life, really grasping and forcing your way to happen. It's a beyond reasonable attention to non-essential details that these details need to be in the way that the chaos shame person expects them to be. These people also bring about that walking on eggshells feeling because any change to their expectation is met with passive aggressive conflict and it's difficult to know when those things are going to happen. Now, the strategy for breaking this pattern is fairly simple. You can think about chaos and disruption as if it were this crazy genius who you're quarantined with, who has a serious problem with boundaries. Like he's coming into your room, he's going through your stuff, it's happening, this is your life now. In your shadow state, you'd be like putting your stuff back into the drawers, mumbling under your breath, then becoming obsessed about literally everything he does differently than you, becoming that anal retentive type. Or you're like, On the flip side, screw you, and you respond reactively by getting even crazier and more intrusive, destroying his room, and so on. But in the gift state, you're you're still shook. Don't get me wrong. This hexagram, this shadow, is in Chinese translated as difficulty at the beginning for a reason. This is your evolutionary fork moment, your initial condition, like we had talked about earlier. And this is your chance to decide what are you going to do with this? To simply deal with chaos, you respond to it. You know, after patiently waiting for the storm to calm down just a little bit, after you've observed its patterns and you've explored a lot of different perspectives, but to really thrive in the state of 
of innovation and to thrive in chaos, you need to become almost inspired by it, like influenced by it as if it's your muse. And you use this inspiration to help you both transcend your current states. This is how we break out of our more primal programming that doesn't quite serve us anymore and discover higher consciousness ways of being and doing. This is how single-celled life gave way to more cooperative life, and it's how human selfishness really needs to give way to more of a collective way of being. And in all reality, it's far more powerful than anything we can do as individuals anyway. People who are really, truly good innovators, some of my favorite people in the world, they work with chaos as their inspiration, and they believe that unity equals efficiency. They really buy into the foundation of organic evolution, which is if you're not continually transcending, then you're dying. If you're not continually growing and evolving, you're dying. Um, These types of people aren't afraid to explore and play with ideas and challenges just to see what happens. But the key is they're rooted and they're grounded in service for the collective over their own individual gain. They have the minds of geniuses but also the hearts of children, which means that they have a lot of knowledge and wisdom, but also this deep inner trust that everything is going to be okay, everything's going to work out, or like my friend Rick Alexander says, everything is figureoutable. And so my call to action to close the loop on the shadow submission is to be curious about the innovations that are taking place today, especially in response to COVID-19. This can be tangible innovations, it can be new ideals, new ways of life, new ways of, new strategies of just getting through the day. Be responsible for the newness that's being birthed at the moment. You can do that by doing your own research and of course, root your own innovations, own your own newness that you're putting out into the world in service towards everyone and everything. You know, every man for himself is just not going to cut it anymore. I'd imagine it was fun while it lasted, but it's time for a new narrative in 2020. And what that will be is completely up to us. We have the power to make the 2020s um, a moment in time when generations can look at us potentially with respect and admiration because we set a new foundation for their better world. I think we can do it. Every arrow is known for something. And maybe this could be the first one where we intentionally set some some goals for what we want to be known for and what we're going to do as a as earth on the next shadow work library submission we're going to discuss a shadow that is so near and dear to my heart it's indifference it has many faces and many excuses that prevents people from making something truly amazing and beautiful with their lives and uh like you could see the shadow as being the pipe dream you're full of good intention you have so many great plans but you don't do anything to actually make them happen. This shadow of indifference can transform into versatility. And it's one of the gifts that I believe I'm pretty damn good at if I say so myself. So I'm excited to talk about it. And as always, if you have any questions about what I talked about today, you can email me at jessica at the special forces experience.com or you can hit me up on Instagram at jessica depotzi underscore. And if you're liking the show, a little love in the rating or review section would be great. But only if you're liking the show. I did get a two-star rating the other day on the U.S. version of Apple Podcasts. And so, well, if that's you, you don't need to leave feedback unless you feel strongly about it, in which case I can definitely appreciate that. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk again soon.